Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast, or if you have never listened before, welcome to the podcast. Basically, I'm doing a bit of a format change with the whole podcast because I've taken a huge break. Uh, The first 13 or 14 episodes, I was interviewing different freelancers, filmmakers, and photographers about their work and how they created their lifestyle and all of that, but I just decided that the reason I wasn't doing these so regularly is because trying to figure out my schedule with the person I'm going to interview with their schedule, it just never really ended up aligning and it was taking a ton of time. And uh, in addition to that, I found doing the podcast over Skype was kind of clunky. Um, You're constantly cutting off each other and it's hard to have a really good conversation. So I've decided to steer the podcast in a different direction where it's going to be probably more tailored towards like filmmakers and photographers as I talk about different gear, um, different ways I get my clients and all of that stuff. So if you're not into that world, then I get it. You probably want to unsubscribe now, but uh, it'll also have some other applications that probably apply to, I don't know, broader things in life. So if you're interested, stick around and I'm going to have a lot more podcasts talking about like my life as a freelancer and a production company owner some of the struggles and some of the things that I've learned co-founding and owning my own production company over the last six years. And to give you some context, we've shot for clients like Red Bull TV, ESPN, um, Whistler Blackcomb, a whole bunch of clients around the world that I'm pretty stoked on. And I'm not saying that to brag, but I'm just saying it to give some context so you you can decide whether or not you want to listen to this podcast. But Anyways, I'm going to try and do some more regular episodes, just solo episodes of me rambling. If you have any topics you'd like to hear me cover, feel free to email me. My email is in the description of this podcast or message me on Instagram or YouTube or anywhere. And we'll go from there. Anyways, this is kind of episode one of my solo podcast ramble. So we'll get started. Episode one of the solo podcast with me. We'll see how it goes. I've basically, I'm trying to write down some different bullet points of things that I notice as I go throughout my day to day running my film production company and my YouTube. And I will expand on those points through just like a long rambling podcast. So I just got back from our fourth year covering Lollapalooza Festival in Chicago, Illinois. And that was huge. Basically, Um, We got hired five years ago in the festival world to use our cable camera system, which my partner and my brother built from scratch. He's an engineer. So they started using that to live broadcast all of their music events. So they hire us to go in and install that, and they use it for the three days that the festival's on. Um, From there, once we got into that world, I was shooting a lot of my own personal films at the time. Um, I was shot one in Hawaii on the island of Kauai. And I showed it to one of the guys on the production team at Red Bull TV while we were at one of the festivals just doing broadcast, and they really liked it. So I kind of kept on them and kept sending them some of the passion projects that I was working on uh, for film production in the hope that I could shoot some of the recap videos for their music festivals. And lucky enough, about two years ago, they finally had an opportunity at one of their big festivals, and they got us to produce their after movie, which is basically like a recap of the entire festival. So 
basically the job is to run around the festival shoot all the artists you have a pass that lets you go anywhere which is really really cool as a fan of music that is something that i feel really lucky to do um, so run around shoot everything and make like a two-minute recap of the entire festival in order to drive ticket sales for the following year so on that in hindsight it really makes me pumped that i went out and did those personal projects that kind of had no point i mean i paid for my own trip to hawaii and it was just a fun trip but I got two high quality videos out of that trip and ultimately through that and through following up with existing clients, um, we got a whole bunch more work and really, really fun work because it was based off things that I had done for free anyways, if you know what I mean. So yeah, fourth year covering Lollapalooza, Lollapalooza Music Festival. That was pretty cool. I was just kind of reminiscing on that and how grateful I am for my job and and how far we've come and I mean five yeah four and a half or five years ago is when I dropped out of my final year of university I had one semester left I was taking geography and computer science some of you already might know the story and uh, our business our film production business was doing pretty well on the side I was really busy with that and I realized that I was going to school for all the wrong reasons it was more just kind of to fit in with everyone else. So I decided to leave school and on New Year's Day, my brother who I started the company with, um, we packed up a truck, our truck full of all the things that we owned and we drove out to the West Coast where we wanted to basically make a life for ourselves, uh, shooting action sports and we didn't know that music festivals would be the future as well. but. Just we knew that we wanted to live in the mountains and shoot and film things that we were passionate about and build things that we were passionate about. And from there, it's been a crazy ride. I mean, we've kind of paired Chris again. I'll just Chris is my brother and my business partner. We've paired his engineering skills with my filmmaking skills, and we were pitching these really unique and strange concepts to a whole bunch of clients around the West Coast. Like for example. Um, for a beer company, like building a cedar barrel sauna from scratch and flying it to the top of the mountain and having some of their branding involved in that, um, that was only possible because Chris had the engineering skills and I had the filmmaking skills. And it also made us stand out from the hundreds of other small freelance and media companies in our town. So having a unique offering was so so huge to us gaining a footing in uh when we moved out to the west coast and it, it did take a while um to give you an idea of how random things can be in our first month living on the west coast we had no connections out here um, i was getting my hair cut and talking to the hairdresser and she mentioned halfway through she's like oh i know the guy who does the red bull tv live broadcast for the biggest event uh in canada which is Red Bull Crankworks, and I ended up getting his name, and then I found the company that he works for and guessed his email, fired them an email, and from there we got kind of our first big client on the West Coast. And thinking about that in hindsight, it's like it's all because I went and got a haircut and was just having a conversation with someone that I would have had either way. It was just for fun, but uh, ended up turning into something great, and it's just a, another reminder that around like any corner there can be an opportunity as long as you're stoked on what you're doing and always happy to talk about it and kind of listen to other people as well so that's kind of cool 
in hindsight. And the other thing that I've been thinking about is how lucky we are, uh, lucky as in my company, Beacon Media Group, to have pretty minimal communication with our clients. I'm not getting tons of emails all the time. And what I think that boils down to is we try and deliver a finished product every time. I don't really like sending something to the client unless I truly feel if I were in their shoes, I would put it out. Um, And because of that, there's a lot less interaction. They trust that we're going to get the job done from start to finish, whether or not they're holding our hand. So therefore they don't need to feel like they need to hold our hand and kind of check in because they know that we get the job done. So I can't stress that enough. I feel like the more responsibility you take on to get things done as if you are the business owner of the business or as if you are the client, um, think from their shoes, what they would, what you would like to see. And from there you get so, so much freedom, you know, both creatively and in terms of not blowing up your email inbox, take the responsibility to get things done to a high standard and you won't have to have your hand held by your clients all the time, which is something I'm so pumped about with our company. Um, uh, up next, so it's the end of summer right now, almost August, and planning on trying to move somewhere to work remotely for probably two to three months. So I'm spending a lot of time now kind of trying to structure that both financially and logistically with work. Um, I'm going to be taking some of that time to work on my YouTube online workshop. So I have my YouTube account has about 6,000 followers as of now. And a lot of people have been asking me to do an online workshop. So that's, I'm going to put a couple months into that and probably not take on any paid client work for those two months. So I can just sit down and focus on creating the best online workshop. And the workshop is going to be around both filmmaking. So technical things that I've learned in the last six years of running this company and also lifestyle design. And not to say that I have the perfect lifestyle or have it all figured out. Obviously I don't, but there are certain things that I've learned in the last six years that have helped me structure a life that I'm really, really happy with. I mean, I spend my days pretty much doing what I want. Um, I get to wake up when I want, but that happens to just be early anyways. Um, work on projects I want to and have the freedom to travel, um, pretty freely. I mean, both financially and in terms of time, I feel like I can travel almost anywhere. I can work from anywhere and I live in my favorite place in the world, which is relatively expensive compared to the rest of the world, but I've made it, not I've made it work. We have made it work and I want to share some of the tips and tricks that I've learned in the last year to design my life in a way that works for me. And that's different for every person. So I'm very conscious of that. Some people value different things higher than I do. So I'll be very clear when I'm explaining that in the workshop, but I'm basically going to go through yeah, everything I've learned in the last six years. But yeah, I'll probably be working on that workshop primarily while we're away, um, while I'm working abroad for two to three months this fall. So that's the plan for that. I'm just trying to line up an Airbnb that fits within the budget, probably in Costa Rica, uh, fits within the budget and also has a clean and bright space where I can shoot the workshop and keep posting regularly to the YouTube channel and all of that stuff. And probably, yeah, I just also want to get really good at surfing. So that's like the primary reason for moving down there 
So I'm just kind of moving through some different bullet points I have written down here. Uh, first time doing this solo podcast thing. So please feel free to leave any comments or message me if you have any tips or things that you want to hear. But another thing I've heard so much in the last four, five years and a lot recently as well is people are always saying to me, like, I'm, I'm always trying to push people to do something that they like with their life. I mean, that was a terrible way to put it. Do something that you're passionate about, which sounds super cliche. But then on the flip side of that, what happens if you're getting older, you haven't made any progress? Like, let's say you wanted to be, I don't know, like a pro surfer or something. And now you're 33 and you're an amateur surfer, but you're not making enough of a living to support your family or whatever you're trying to do. And the thing with that is I'm not necessarily when I push people to do something they love. I don't think everyone can do a hundred percent what they love. Like I really wanted to be a pro skateboarder for a long time. And I realized I looked at my skill level compared to the other kids, my age and younger. And I mean, it just wasn't going to happen based off the skill level that I had at that time and the commitment that I wasn't willing to put into it. So I looked around and kind of saw like, what is it about skateboarding that I would want? Like, why do I want to be a pro skateboarder? And it's kind of like the ability to travel around with your friends, do something that you love, um, the freedom of skateboarding itself. I mean, I, I did love the sport for what it was. And slowly over time, I also I realized I could achieve that lifestyle through filmmaking. Uh, I could I could hit most of those markers. The reason I wanted to be a pro skateboarder in the first place, I could do that through something that I'm already good at and something that I love. And it hits almost all those markers. So I think I don't necessarily think people can do exactly what they want to do. But I think if you're willing to get paid 70 grand instead of 90 grand, um, but you're doing something that you really like, which can be very, very niche these days. Like if you like baking, um, but you're working as an accountant, you're getting paid 80 grand a year as an accountant. In my opinion, I think you'd be better off like starting a baking YouTube channel or a small bakery and getting paid 60 or 55 grand a year, but doing something that you really like. So that's what I'm, what I'm getting at when I'm trying to push people into doing something that they like to do. I'm not saying that you could be necessarily the best in the world, though you probably could be if you had the drive, but I'm saying you could probably take a slight hit on your payment and still do the thing that you love and live a great life, a very high quality of life, which we all, if you're listening to this podcast, have access to. You have internet, you have running water. I mean, the standard of living, even for the lower income brackets in North America is pretty amazing. So I just wanted to talk about that a little bit. And anyways, that's the end of my bullet points for this first solo podcast. Um, This is a pretty quick one. I'm going to try and make them a bit longer in the future. Uh, I've never done anything like this. So again, send me a message if you liked it or didn't like it. And yeah, I'll be back with some more stuff in the future. Just a reminder, if you enjoyed the podcast, leave a review. If you hated the podcast, I mean, you could leave a review. Maybe just hold it in. It'll it'll help me if you just hold it in. But you could leave a review if you want uh, on iTunes. And hit the subscribe button if you like it. And yeah.